Everybody, welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Taylor Tomlinson, and I'm Delaney Fisher. And it's another day in quarantine, baby. Coming Woo! at you from uh, from Zoom. You can watch us record this on YouTube from the safety of our living rooms. Yeah, or bedroom, or bedroom. You know That's what I'm true. saying. Or <laughs> office slash home gym slash green screen uh, storage unit, as my here. second bedroom has become. You're a little. <laughs> YouTube content person now. Taylor. You know the crazy thing is none of it's going on YouTube and I still feel like a YouTuber. Yeah. Every time I put up a sketch on Instagram, I'm like, I'm such a YouTuber now. It's like maybe you should put some of them on YouTube. You should put them on YouTube. You should put all of them on YouTube. Really? Yes. Expand the reach. Why not? I mean it's it's already made. You just gotta upload. Yeah, you're right. It's such a weird time to be uh to be an entertainer. Just figuring out how to get it out there. Just hot dance all the time. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a great episode today about the book Big Magic, which is one of Taylor's favorites. It's something we've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Do we have a quotable before we get into the meat? We sure do. Uh, is that me? Did we decide it's me who's reading the quotable? I think we decided it was you. You guys, Zoom is so difficult to record podcasts on. A little peek behind the curtain. I mean, did we already attempt to record this and immediately bailed when we couldn't figure out what order to speak in? Yes, we did. Yeah. You got, like, if you could see what happens right before we hit record, I feel like we're a volleyball team who's, like, trying to set up a play where it's like, okay, I'm going to start with the intro, and then you're going to hit it with the quotable, and then you're going to floor it with the setup, and then we start recording, and we're like, Okay, wait, what did we just say we're going to do? So Yeah. yeah. Start recording it's, and then I fuck up the intro every yeah. time. So we have to do at least two or three intros before we get it right. <laughs> Delaney's like double dutch where she immediately like gets her feet tangled in the ropes where it's just like, uh, start over, like just start over. It's, I don't know what's going on here. Well, what's the quotable, you guys? The quotable. <laughs> the quotable, um... Is the night as dark as just before the dawn, and I promise you the dawn is coming. And that mm. is Harvey Dent in the dark night. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I never uh, anticipated we'd have a dark night quote as our oh, quotable. Oh, so good. That um, was submitted by Michael, who's one of our patrons. That's a, that's yeah. a new reward we have on Patreon where you yeah. can submit your quote. Michael Nally, thank you so much for that great quote. I, I mean, it's it. very comforting in this time because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, where the fuck is the dawn, man? Let's get it going. I'm ready yeah. for I'm ready for dawn. The dawn yeah. is coming for sure. I I read an article this morning that I don't think I sent you guys. I, I'll send it to you. Um on Slate that was they spoke to, you know, like six six or seven people who had lived through like the 1918 flu and the SARS outbreak, like different outbreaks Mm -hmm. and uh, like polio in the fifties. And it was actually really comforting to just hear from people. I think the article's called like how they knew it was over or something. If you look it up, you'll, you'll find it. Um, But it was just, it was really helpful to read people talking about you know, how crazy it was and then it ending and speaking about it from a 
place of like, oh yeah, that happened, you know? Yeah. And they got through it. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to get kind of like bogged down in this, especially when it's like, this is unprecedented. It's never happened before. And it's like, not this specifically, but Right. You know, we've we've gone through very intense, uh, you know, hardships and illnesses and whatnot in the past, and and you know, life finds a way. So yeah. we're uh, you gotta you gotta read something positive per day if you can. I think I agree. I think about I like agree. oh, five years from now, this will be you know, a, a blip hopefully of like you know the bigger picture. Yeah, I mean, it will still be the reason none of us own a home. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> yeah, it will have a lasting financial impact for the rest of my life. <laughs> but otherwise, otherwise, this is a fun memory, guys. That's why we need to move to the middle of nowhere and build huts and grow our own food. I'm serious, you guys. I want to start a community. Who wants to live on my commune? <laughs> You're gonna start a nudist colony, and Seriously. we're not gonna join. <laughs> we'll come visit every once in a while yeah. uh, oh boy so yeah I'm very excited about today's episode because I I think this was one of like the first books I suggested three years ago yeah which I listened to on audiobook Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert which if you haven't read it I highly recommend getting the audiobook Elizabeth Gilbert who I believe has her own podcast and just like countless interviews um is has like a, such a soothing voice Oh. It's very relaxing. And if you are, you know, experience a lot of anxiety right now and trying to be creative and stay focused, um, this is a perfect quarantine listen, I think. Uh, right. The New York Times wrote about Big Magic. Big Magic is a manual with universal aspirations that feels narrowly personal, a crash course in the mental habits of successful author Elizabeth Gilbert. Love it. I feel like that's exactly what it is. I remember this book made me feel so creative and so motivated and I'm very excited to, to get back into it right now. Yay. Awesome. So first section, you guys ready to rock? Let's do ready this. to rock. <laughs> so connect to the inspiring magic of creativity. We've all dabbled with creative activities. Uh, did you play in band at school, try out a pottery class or write a personal essay? But true creativity is more than just doing an artistic activity. Creativity is about staying curious, finding the inspiration that exists in the world, and letting our inspirations grow unhindered by fear. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, you know, I, everybody's creative. I don't, I don't like when people try to like separate like, oh, creative types versus like not creative types. Everybody is creative. Yes. Um, in every way, whether like you enjoy, you know make you know cooking in the kitchen and making certain recipes or like you're a finance person and you organize your documents a certain way like it's all creativity yeah you know? absolutely I feel like this book is kind of like a good companion with the artist way where mm-hmm. the artist way is like a you know creative recovery course and it's yeah. that same foundational lesson that like it doesn't matter if you're a businesswoman you still have creativity in you Yes. And what a great time now to be creative and let yourself not be afraid to take those creative chances because there's so much else to be afraid of right now. Being afraid of like posting a song you wrote or a, a cover you made or a video you did, like it has never, I, at least I feel this way. I'm taking a lot more risks Um, being creative and posting and writing and stuff because it feels so silly to be afraid 
of what people are going to think of my creative attempts right when there's so much going on in the world that's yeah. legitimately frightening yeah. so i think in that way this time is is kind of beautiful for for people who um, want to be creative or are creative and, and want to create things for other people. Yeah, absolutely. You kind like, of have nothing to lose exactly. right now. I mean, unless like the thing you're going to dabble in is like porn and then, you know, <laughs> your previous life might not still be intact the way it right. was before. But you're going to be the only one making money right now. <laughs> That's I a good mean, point. I saw your point. cameo video, uh, Kelsey, for Instagram where you were like, I'm not doing feet pics. I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. let's not get crazy don't rule anything out just don't yeah. i know that'll be my segment later in the show is talking about signing up for cameo and <laughs> what an adventure it's gonna be but um i'm very excited to hear yeah. well we will see um okay so uh we've all got one shot at life don't let fear stop you from living creatively which is basically what you're just talking about tay um, millions of creative people grew up constantly reminded that getting a quote unquote good education and finding a serious job was the only path to happiness. Many experienced failure and hardship in their early attempt to make art. And the result was that countless creative spirits aren't living out their full potential. In our skeptical world, deciding to pursue your creativity is one of the scariest choices you can make, but it doesn't have to be. Living a creative life isn't about striving for fame or dying for your craft. It simply means living a, living a life led by curiosity instead of fear. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Love that very, very much. So yeah. good. Curiosity so- instead of fear is like such a good, uh, that'd be like a tattoo yeah. I'd want to get, <laughs> you know, like there's so few things I would permanently ink on my body. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is one that I think I would, I would do. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. I so mean, good. I think what Delaney said is so good too, about just the everyone's creative and, and especially now I think with the internet and working remotely, I mean, we're so lucky that we're living in a time where you can find creative ways to keep doing what you already know how to do and sort of transitioning whatever job you have into the digital space. I mean, I saw some article about like a personal trainer pivoting into online videos, which, you know, already existed, but, um, and we've, the three of us have talked about how, you know, a lot of jobs are probably going to stay remote or like working from home largely. Yeah. So I think everybody's, this is like forcing people to get creative and, and yeah. go, okay, how can we make this work? And how can we, I think everybody right now is doing what Delaney has always done, yeah. which is go, okay, how am I going to make my life the way I want it and make a living and utilize my talents from home? Right. (laughs) Which Delaney's just crushed in the last year and a half. So take her course. For sure. (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting because so many people are losing their jobs right now. And a lot of them are losing jobs they hate. Mm. And it's like, okay, listen, nothing is permanent and nothing is guaranteed. Even if you take the safe route by getting a job that you don't like and just for the, the money and the benefits and the pension and whatever else that shit can be gone. So I always kind of like think about that, um, that I think it's the Jim Carrey quote where it's like, if you can fail at something you hate, why the fuck would you not want to try to fail at something you love? What is the point of anything? Like now is the time people, if you are, you just lost a job that you hated anyway, try not to sign up for another job you're going to hate. I mean, obviously to pay your bills, I get it. 
but don't let the, that be like the end all be all now. Like, why don't you really think, well, what would be actually fun or interesting for me? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, how do you find your creative pursuit? There's no universal set of criteria that deems something creative or not. Define your creative pursuit by finding something that excites your curiosity, makes you feel bold, and gives you butterflies, even if others might see it as crazy. Oh, I yeah, love that. Dude. Oh my God. And that. it can change. That's the thing is like your creative pursuits and what you're interested in can change. Mine change all the fucking time. It's exhausting. But like, <laughs> you know, you might start off like being interested in painting and then that leads to, you know, consulting. And then that leads to something, you know, like it's just, I don't know, just allowing yourself to not be boxed into. I think I have a really, I, I struggle with that so much to where I feel like, okay, now this is going to be my thing forever. And then in a few months, it's like, so I, I want to do something else and allowing yourself to have that flexibility that you don't have to figure out the thing that you're going to do forever. And then that's it. Like it's going to be right. constantly evolving. Uh, so hard to kind of get in that mindset for me at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next one. Do you know what your creative pursuit could be, but still feel hesitant? Your reluctance to pursue, uh, pursue your creativity is caused by your fears. If you're worried um, you are, you know, too late to start or that you don't have the skills, time or money to invest or that no one will care about what you have to say. That's your brain doing a great job of stopping you from doing what you really want to do. So mm. how can you counter this? Fears are only natural and are hard to let go of. In a creative life, your passions will coexist with your fears. Um, your fears are more than welcome to come along for the ride and even give their input. But your fears should be passengers sitting in the back seat, reminding you of the things that you care about, but never taking the wheel. So true. Mm, damn, man. So true, dude. That's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. you got to talk to your fears in the back seat, like your dad did on road trips, and go, "Okay, five yeah. minutes of silence." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm telling you, I fucking, I still, I still have like, a, you know, a name and a voice for all, like that critical voice in my head, and I think that helps so much to just make it like laughable, you know, mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, shut up, shut up already. And I think yeah. it's so, it's at least helpful for me. I don't know about you guys to remember that our brains are just wired to always find the negative things or the problem because that was our survival. That's helping us survive. And just remembering like, yeah, part of our, part of like our, um, like natural reactions or instinct are no longer needed, you know, like, so it's like, okay, Hey, thanks. I know what you're trying to do brain. You're trying to keep me safe right now, but I'm not going to get attacked by a lion. What, when I walk down the street, you know what I mean? Like, um, no, helpful to know it's natural. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, and also I think it's a good reminder that like, you don't have to try and eradicate fear from your life that it's, it's going to be there, but that you just have to develop a different relationship with it where it's not informing every decision you make or taking over. Um, and like letting it be a guide. Like if you feel resistant to something that it's like, Oh, well maybe I'm afraid to do this because it's something I actually should try rather yeah. than it being a thing you should avoid. So yeah. yeah. You know, oh yeah, I think we were talking about this a couple episodes ago where I um I used to have a really hard time discerning whether the thing that I was afraid to do was actually the thing that I really wanted to do or not. Like which one is like, you know, is it telling me not to do it or is it telling me to go for it and I'm just kind of nervous about it. I realized yeah. that um there's a very big difference when I'm like afraid to do something and I do it. Um 
And like the result of how I feel afterward is a huge indicator if I actually want to do it again. Mm. So it's almost like you have to maybe try it out to see. But for me, it's like when I feel like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. I, you know, I can't believe I was afraid to do that. Like it felt so good to me. That's like, oh, I really would like to do that again. Um, and I can get over the fear or I could, you know, I could do something. And after I'm like, you know, that didn't really, I didn't really connect with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it might not be something I'm going to do again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like you got to just make yourself uncomfortable, try it out. And then you'll get, you know, you'll get the information you need. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, learn to notice when an idea is knocking at your door. Ideas are living, breathing and growing all around us. Do you keep seeing an idea reflected everywhere in the world around you? Does an idea keep pestering you in quiet moments? Then it's likely you've got a great idea on your hands. It's up to you to accept it and work with it. If not, the idea will float on until it can find someone else to make it reality. Ooh. Oh my God. But it's like using like a like jealousy in a relationship. I feel <laughs> like with that, like you ain't, you ain't gonna appreciate it. Somebody else gonna take it. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. um, author, I love that. <laughs> author Elizabeth Gilbert was inspired by her Brazilian husband to write a novel set in the Amazon jungle. But for one reason uh, or another, the idea didn't come to fruition. Later, Elizabeth became friends with novelist Anne Patchett and discovered Anne had begun to write a novel set in the Amazon with almost identical storylines that Elizabeth had originally intended to write. Ooh, bitch. Uh, so the crazy. two friends now believe that the idea simply drifted on until it found someone open to giving it life. Oh, I love that. That is, that is insane. I mean, that really could give you, that gave me some chills. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's bizarre. Yeah. Oh, That's so crazy. God. I do also <laughs> think the the parallel thinking is such a common thing. And like, for example, the the web series Sam and I started doing, that was like day one that places were starting to go on lockdown. And we were like, oh, we got to do this because people are going to start doing couples and quarantine thing. And now there's so many. Right. Um, and who knows if we were even the first, that we were the first I had seen. Uh, but we, once we thought of it, we were like, we got to do this like today. Oh, so I yeah, think, yeah. I think harnessing that fear is definitely a great example of letting fear help you and motivate you and push you in the right direction. Because yeah. the fear that of doing it, shouldn't be as big as the fear of someone else doing it and you kicking yourself that you didn't do it sooner. Uh, mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. worse feeling. That just fucking sucks. And you're like, yeah, I held myself back. Like I have nobody yeah. to blame but myself. And now they're doing this thing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And also, you know, if, if you do see somebody doing the thing that you wanted to do, it's okay to still do it because it'll yeah. be different too. You know, it's like, I'm sure there's so many couple, you know, if they're doing couples and quarantines videos all over the world, there's probably so many different, like funny moments, yeah. you know, sketches, personalities, accents, you know, places like it's still like, you know, you can still move forward with the idea, even if, you know, you think somebody's already doing it. And even if you think somebody's doing it better than you and all that, it's like, you're going to bring something new to the table. And for me, it's like, if I see somebody that's doing something similar to what I want to do, that just tells me like, Hey, there's a market for that. You know, there's there, more mm. people need to be doing that. Um, right. so I think that's also like, you know, don't deter yourself from doing something if you do see somebody else kind of jump on it also because you're going to yeah. make it different you know did I ever tell you guys that like when I finally decided to like 
like put my all into dicks by Delaney and like really try to use it to get out of my day job that I started seeing dicks everywhere. Like <laughs> I like, <laughs> but you know, I would like, I would like go to the bathroom and like the shadow on the wall would look like a dick or I'd like be walking down the street oh, and wow. like, you know, like the cracks in the ah! sidewalk would look like a dick. And I'm sure it's part of me. Like now that my brain is focused on that, I'm also probably seeing certain things and putting it together. But I That's thought hilarious. that it, I, I used to think that was so fucking weird. Where I'm like, I just once I decided that in my head, I was just seeing dicks everywhere. Like that I pulled so hands pants down. I saw a dick. I was like, what are the odds? This is so weird. I keep seeing dicks. And I was like, okay, universe, I guess I'm on the right path, right? Oh, that is God. so funny. I. You must have been a nightmare to cloud watch with at that point. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, I see a dog. You're like, all I see are dicks. Uh, <laughs> it's everywhere. I, I will say, I agree with you that if you see somebody doing something and you want to do something similar, don't let it discourage you. But I do think there are times, especially like in our field where, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen that where you have an idea for like a premise of a joke or something and you see that somebody else has already done it and you really oh, yeah. can't do it. I mean, unless you have a totally different angle, but yeah. like, remember the three of us started working yeah. together cause we were writing a script and like, do you oh, guys yeah. remember how we saw that show come out like mm -hmm. a year later? Mm -hmm. That was like basically yeah. exactly what we had written. Yeah. And exactly the same, same title, same, everything was yeah. identical except for three dudes instead of three girls. So yeah. that's one thing I still don't think we've really cleared up. Yeah, there was another I mean. one too that was really really similar that came out that was women too so this yeah i think there's something to be said for like a lot of people have similar ideas yeah. and it's kind of a race to see who can get it out there first and who yeah. can do it the best so i do think you know if again if you like see people doing funny vlogs Right. You don't have to be like, I can't do funny vlogs. Totally. But if you have a great idea, don't sit on it because you're scared because somebody yeah. else will have that idea too and they For won't sure. be afraid. For and sure. they'll Absolutely. do it. Yeah. yeah. And if you do see somebody doing it where it's like a totally entertainment industry is, I think, very different for this concept. Yeah, you're right, you're right, Taylor. Because you don't want to be called like a, a joke thief for all this kind of shit. So it's like, okay, if you see somebody like, fuck, I have the similar premise, then I think it just makes you, if you want to keep it around and work even harder to make your point of view that much more specific and that much more, you know, personalized to you to make it seem like it's a completely different premise because it is or it's the same premise but a completely different joke you yeah. know but mm -hmm. yeah it's hard it's really hard um to um, get over no, that hump. it's so hard yeah, yeah. sean joshi who um is a comedian here in la he had messaged me maybe like a week ago maybe not even being like hey don't you do an elizabeth holmes impression like you should totally do something with her right now and i was like Oh my God, I have to do that tomorrow. Like how yeah. has somebody not done something with her yet? And I was yeah. like, Oh my God, thank you for reminding me. And I immediately like the next day shot it was like, I got to get this up as soon as possible because yeah. I feel like it was only a matter of time before other people would start like doing videos of hers or stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, the line from all of me here at Theranos cracked me up <laughs> from all of me here at Theranos. I like the, the scotch tape and the, what is it? Mind trap Mouse pieces? Mouse oh, trap. trap. Yeah, that was great, dude. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like guys. almost like if when it comes in your head, just don't overthink it and just do it. Put it out there. 
Yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah. Like the more time you sit on it, the more nervous you're probably going to be like more fear is going to build more like self-doubt, but yeah, no, I love, I love that too. Yeah. Um, just get it out there. Absolutely. It's okay. like staying with, it's like staying with somebody who won't like, like the idea, your idea is going to leave you in the same way that like, you wouldn't stay with somebody who's like, maybe I'll marry you at some point. I know it's been eight years, but I don't right. know. And you want to get married. They're going to be like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go find someone who will marry me. For sure. And then they have to sit there like, I should have married that idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should have put a ring on that thought. Okay, yeah. here we go. This next one, uh, learn to notice when an idea is knocking oh. at your oh, door. Oh, we just did, did I, that one. Oh, shit, and I think my it's, bad. I think it's Taylor's turn. Too. I think oh, it's me. My bad. Delaney, it's okay. Delaney and the Devil Dutch Rose, hey, guys. Here I go. Here I go. <laughs> Tangling myself up again, people. <laughs> uh, give yourself permission to create no matter how afraid you are of failure. The truth is most creatives are their biggest obstacle. Pursuing art is a daring move, and our inner voices often tell ourselves we aren't up to the challenge. To get yourself out of a creative block, you need to stand up to your inner voices. You are entitled to create, so give yourself permission. Say it out loud. I am a writer. I am an actor. I am a photographer. This way, you'll announce to yourself that you're following your passion, and nothing can stop you. Not even rejection can stand in your way. Rejection is a tough pill to swallow, but you shouldn't take it personally. Those judging your work are only human. Author Elizabeth Gilbert sent a piece of writing to Story Magazine early in her career, only to be quickly rejected by the editor-in-chief who said her story was good but fell short. A few years and some bestsellers later, Elizabeth's agent sent the same story to the same magazine, and the same editor-in-chief now thought it was brilliant. Oh my god. Wow. That's insane. All in all, your art isn't there to serve your editors or even your audience. It's for you as a cathartic activity that gives you energy and brings you peace. If the stories that you explore help you come to terms with your own problems, then it doesn't matter if they're fresh or innovative. There is a difference between being original and being authentic. The latter is the ultimately more valuable. So get passionate and share what you really want to share. Oh, I love that. Mm, being authentic is is better than being original. Like that's so I don't know that I would say being original is less important. I think maybe a better way I would say it is like being authentic is more important than like seeming cool or cutting edge or innovative or something. Right. Yeah. Do you guys, I know Delaney, you follow her. Tay, have you started following Tabitha Brown on Instagram oh my God, and TikTok? I love her so much. No, I'll do it right now. You have to. Oh, she who just, is this? She just hit a million Instagram followers this morning and she has like, I think like 2 million on TikTok. So she's this amazing woman who um, she's like, she puts little TikTok and little videos up of her making vegan recipes and giving like sweet little pep talks. But she's so she's just so authentically herself. Like she's not pretentious at all. She's not putting on a show. It's just, she is being completely herself and like everybody's going crazy for it. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah. she has this very like unique way of talking. She kind of has her own catchphrases and yeah. I, I'm like smiling, thinking about her. I just yeah. want her to adopt me. I love her so much. Oh my God. I <laughs> um, love that. I can't wait to watch that. They yeah. make you feel so good. Her vegan recipes look delicious. And then like her pep talks are <laughs> the best. Like if you need one, like watch them in the morning when you wake up or like as you're going to sleep. And she's like, 
stop being so hard on yourself. Like, it's just <laughs> oh, like, that's so nice. So nice. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. And it's like, it is crazy. That's who resonates with people the most are people who have just figured out how to put who they actually are on the internet. Yeah. So hard to do. And it's so like hard to simple. do. Like her videos, like you can tell she, there's, they, she's filmed them very simply. Like she's just showing up as she is. Like, I love that. It does not, it does, we make things so hard and so complicated. Uh, we put all these obstacles in our way um, before we're allowed, you know, we give ourselves permission to put things out there. And it's like, yeah, just, you gotta just start. And then the refining and everything comes after you start. Like you can't yeah. do that before. Um, yeah. As a perfectionist, I admire her so much because like, I mean, if I'm being honest, a lot of times, even if I do like an Instagram story, sometimes it'll take me like a few takes before I'm like, okay, I like the, I feel like I said the words I was trying to say correctly or whatever, yeah. but she'll like put a video up to a million people where halfway through the video, she goes, oh, have I had sleep in my eye this whole time? Oh, shoot. <laughs> and she'll just like take care of it and keep, t- I'm like, I if I it. saw that, I would be like, oh, oh my God. And I'd stop recording and I go take care of it. And I come back and be like, yeah. hi guys. Like, I just love that she is so real and it just makes me want to be more like that where it's like people would, people prefer that. People want to see that you've got fucking sleep in your eye, you know? Yeah, it's more relatable. Yeah. Are you guys hearing, are you guys hearing a weird like sound? I'm hearing like yeah. a weird like blipping. Uh-uh. Is that just Emma? me? Emma, do you hear anything? I don't hear anything. I don't. Maybe it's just the video. Okay. I'm sorry. That's that was okay. my sleep in my eye moment. <laughs> Everybody listening. I we did it. We're fine. Yay. We're fine. Uh, what section are we on now, guys? Sorry, you're going to have to really coach this me through academic this. Academic titles. All you, Adele. Academic titles? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I'm way off. I don't see that. It's at the bottom. It's underneath the give yourself permission to create paragraph. <laughs> oh my god. And you know what? We oh, should just, we, go. we should just leave this in for our listeners because we're trying to not Let's, be perfect. And this yeah. is yeah. You guys, this is real life, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> give yourself permission to create no matter nope. how afraid. Oh no! <laughs> oh. oh god, Delaney. Oh I see it. Oh, I see it. <laughs> you guys, it's been a long week. <laughs> oh no academic titles won't help you create but life experience will creative people often struggle with the need to be taken seriously whether it's from friends partners relatives artists feel pressure to make their commitment to their passions seem legitimate Uh, many even spend years getting academic qualifications for this reason the truth is that you don't necessarily need a degree to do what you love only real life experience will give you the knowledge to pursue your craft. Um, author Elizabeth Gilbert's bestseller, Eat, Pray, Love, is the result of her personal journey to find the joy of living after a rocky divorce. It's safe to say that Elizabeth didn't find the things needed to write this bestseller in any classroom. The lesson here is that creativity can be born anywhere. You've just got to be open to it. Instead of trying to prove yourself as a serious artist, stay playful. Musician Tom Waits imagines... Uh, his music as jewelry for the minds of his listeners. Oh, that's so Ooh, cool. Um, I love that. Yeah, you can make art that's strange, comforting, amusing, intimate, or angry. Some people will love it, others will hate it, and that's perfectly fine. 
Oh my God. Absolutely. I can't tell you how big of a theme this is among my creative consulting clients is they always think they need a certification or to take classes or, you know, something else. And I'm like, no, you already have it. You already have the experience and the, and the interest in this. Like we just need to take what you already have and who you already are and package it in a certain way. And I, and I can't tell you how many people like I'm blown away who still feel this way where it's like, they'll have 10, 15 years of experience in one area and they still feel like they're not qualified. And I'm like, listen, guess who doesn't have 10 to 15 years of experience in that area? The fucking rest of us, okay? Right. Yeah. You, you are an expert even if you don't feel that way. And it's so easy to dismiss our own interests and abilities and skill set. Um, and yeah, I just, it's so yeah. important. I uh, also, oh, oh go, go ahead, Kels. No, go ahead, Tay. I was just going to say, if you are feeling like you need a certificate, if you go to Joanne's or Michael's, they sell blank ones. <laughs> and if you get one with a with a frame around it and you just fill that in, uh, you can be certified as whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, you could write, my dad's proud of me on it and hang it in your office. Yeah. Very I'm considering like- it. I don't have a college degree. <laughs> very Dwight Schrute oh like, my god park ranger type of a vibe yes like, you so make funny. your own um I was just speaking looking up of a- the office oh I'll tell you this yes it's after it's off topic go Kelsey are you sure okay um <laughs> yeah yeah it's about the office <laughs> okay I can't wait uh so as as we just finished reading that section I quickly like googled this quote that I was trying to remember which I think fits what they're talking about exactly it's by um the famous musician Charlie Parker he says Music is your own experience, your thoughts, your wisdom. If you don't live it, it won't come out of your horn. Mm-hmm. And I always think that with comedy too, where it's like, if you are not out living and having real life experiences, you're not going to have things to write about. So it's like, you have yeah. to force yourself to go play. You can't just be working all the time because you're not going to have creative inspiration that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Or you can't keep working in the same way. I talked to, uh, I was talking to Whitney last night who we still need to get on the podcast. Um, yes. She'd be so good. And she was talking about, you know, I was asking her like when she thought we'd be able to tour again and what she was hearing. Cause we have similar, you know, teams, uh, at, at, at our respective agencies and, and managers and stuff. And, um, she was saying like, you know, I, I was thinking about it and like, when, uh, what other time in my life am I, ha- am I going to even have to take like six months off of sand up and just chill and she's like, I was like, I know. I was like, I'm just so worried about getting bad at stand-up. And she goes, yeah, but you're not. The way we get better at stand-up isn't just by going on stage. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. We get so focused on that because that's like the quickest way to get better in a lot of ways. And it is super important. But now that we can't do it, it's like, she's like, we can become more well-rounded people. We can read and watch things and write things and, you know, speak to our families and friends. Like it really helped me, um, get into a better headspace with all of this because I have been feeling like afraid of falling behind and and not being as good at, at what we do. Mm -hmm. And to just open that up, and go like, oh yeah, creativity comes from a lot of different places and you can light up different parts of your brain and different parts of your creativity by doing yeah. other things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's the office thing you were going to say? 
Oh, so somebody sent me this. It was, someone posted it on TikTok. So have you listened to the Office podcast? That, I, the Office ladies? Yes. I were, started and then I stopped. Okay. I haven't listened to it, but somebody sent me a TikTok video that was titled, uh, Jenna Fisher, like reveals what the note in the teapot said from Jim. And then I, you watch it and it's just her going, it was, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it said, but it was a note from John Krasinski to me about what our time on the office had meant to him but I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but, and I was like, that's such a cop out. I was oh. so pissed. I was going to send it to you, but I didn't want to upset you. I have goosebumps. Cause I thought <laughs> I was about to have like my whole world rock. I know. Then... I know. I was so mad after I watched the video. God damn it. I mean, like I love, I love John Krasinski and Emily Blunt together. I think they seem like the most beautiful, perfect, happy couple, but like I did still always wish that there was like some sort of real life romance between John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Just cause I kind of, I kind of like it. I like, there was some interview where I think she said like, there's a part of me that's Pam that will always love the part yeah. of John that's Jim and then vice versa. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of sweet. I yeah. Like that. I know. God damn. Oh, that's so cute. So. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, is it, it is my turn. Yes. It is your turn. It is mm-hmm. my turn. Okay. Indeed. Okay. Don't force your art to pay your rent. We all know that cliche of artists enjoying whimsical, carefree lives full of bohemian parties with no proper job to speak of. Yet most artists don't live out this cliche. In fact, they strangle their own creativity by using their art to pay their bills. But there's another mm. way. Rather than becoming a sellout, you can support your creative career by keeping your day job. This might seem like a cop-out, but balancing your day job with your artistic pursuits can in fact inspire more passion. Just imagine you're having an affair with your art. <laughs> Ooh, wow. I love that. That's that's hot. Yeah, I certainly did not feel that way while I was being a receptionist at a structural engineering firm. <laughs> I didn't feel like some <laughs> sexy affair, but okay. Um, before they had full-time careers in the literary world, authors Toni Morrison and J.K. Rowling indulged in affairs with their writing. By stealing away from their normal lives for a few hours each day, they gave themselves the time and space to write. These hours of creative expression can become rituals to look forward to. By maintaining your day job, you'll also give yourself the safety to be creative. Um, Success is never guaranteed in art, so why put pressure on your art to deliver money or fame? High expectations can suck all the fun out of our creativity. So true. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I can't relate to this enough. I mean, this is exactly what happened with me is like before I took a before I took my corporate day job, I was doing all kinds of like random flexible type gig type work Mm -hmm. uh, to just try to like keep my, um, my schedule open and have like flexibility for stuff. And it was so fucking exhausting. It was like a job in itself to try to make sure I had enough gigs that month to pay all my bills that by the end of the day, I didn't feel like creating much because I was so drained from, you know, worrying about that. And I was so resistant to taking a day job because I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Like, it's going to feel like a prison and I'm not going to be able to leave when I need to for certain things. And like, I'm not going to be available for opportunities. But what it did was just um, give me so much peace of mind that like, okay, I go here and like everything's covered for bills, expensive and everything like that. And then on my lunch breaks and my, you know, 15 minute breaks or whatever, and then nights and weekends, 
it's all whatever the hell I want to do for creative, you know, creative projects and stuff like that. And really when I decided to take the day job and I stopped being afraid of it is when everything started really popping off in a mm. way. Um, yeah. like excellent structure. And so I, this is the advice I give to all my like clients as well is like, you cannot put pressure on the thing that you're just starting or the thing that you love. And it's, you're still experimenting with to make money right away. You will squash it. You have to give it the room to breathe and grow, right. um, and let it, let it, you know, play out the way it, it's supposed to. And for me, like it took, it took a couple years to get to the point where I was able to like make a full-time living off of my creative jobs. But it's like, if I had, you know, quit my job, my day job, the day I decided to go, you know, full, full on into my creative stuff, I wouldn't have made it. I would have had to get a day job, you know, probably a few weeks later, a couple months later. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree with that. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. It's Um, hard because I think people feel like they're failing. They can feel like they're failing when they're going to a day job or going back to a day job or whatever. And it's really not that at all. It can really give you peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Think of it as like a foundation. Yeah. To just make it easier. I mean, I've told this story on the podcast before, but like when I went full time into stand up, the reason I was able to do that is because I had saved money by working a couple jobs in college and saved money to pay for college that ended up making it so I could invest career opportunities that helped me make this a full-time job. So there is something to, uh, you know, kind of putting in the hours and paying your dues in a more traditional job, uh, in order, in order to make your dreams happen, uh, while they are still an affair. I really like that. I think that's (laughs) so, so I think that's so fun. I love that. It's so cute. Uh, pursue your art with the mind of a trickster, not a martyr. Oscar Wilde once described the life of an artist as one long, lovely suicide. Ooh. (laughs) He seemed to believe that the authentic creative life was one of self-inflicted suffering. Countless artists today still martyr themselves for their craft. There's another way to fuel your creative spirit without driving yourself mad. Rather than playing the martyr, why not start playing the trickster? Martyrs adhere rigidly to their principles, no matter the cost. The trickster takes things lightly. Freely moving and ever-changing, tricksters can find a way out of any tough spot. Imagine the trickster is like cartoon rabbit Bugs Bunny. Always cool, always ready with a joke. Bugs doesn't think he can run from Elmer Fudd's bullet, but he's sure the bullet will miss. (laughs) During a creative process full of challenges, it's easy to see why tricksters thrive. Author Elizabeth Gilbert's friend, Brene Brown. We love Brene. Brene. Are you busy? Come on our podcast. (laughs) Uh, Brene Brown learned the value of the trickster's ways by incorporating trust into her writing process. Telling stories had always been easy for Brene, but producing a novel was often an exhausting and painful process. At her wit's end, she decided to give the trickster a shot. She asked two of her colleagues to listen as she told the stories that would fe- that would feature in her book. They took notes, then Brown dashed away to her computer to turn their notes into her stories. By trusting her colleagues to capture the most important details of her story, Brene freed herself from the temptation to agonize over the perfect plot line. She began writing faster, experienced fewer blocks, and started to enjoy herself more. Oh, I love that. Mm, I love that I too. think that's so cool. That's really what a great cool. idea. 
Mm. Yeah, I've definitely done that with like stories I thought could be jokes. Mm-hmm. And I'll just call friends of mine or family of mine and like tell them the story over and over again yeah. and try to like find the beats because it's like having an audience without having an audience. Right. right. That's well, what that sounds like to me. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Maverick, stop. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Um, it's nice because it's like if you tell somebody like, oh, my God, you guys, I'm sorry. Cam, can you help? <laughs> We're like okay. in a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, when you, when you share like your ideas with people and you like, like a handful of people that you trust or something, if everybody likes like a couple of the same ones over and over, then you know that you're kind of onto something like there's, you can see these themes and piece them together. Um, and so this is, this is like a tool or, uh, you know, an exercise I have my thriving artist students do too, where it's like, Hey, make your stuff and then send it to the people that you, you know, you trust and, you know, who will give you nice feedback and see what the favorite is, what the favorite product is. And that's where you can start. That's like your starting point. Um, but it's so funny. It's like, yeah, I, I hate this whole starving artist concept. I think it's bullshit that you don't need to be a starving artist, which is why, I named my course Thriving Artist because it's time to like start putting, you know, basically how to get paid for your work. You mm-hmm. don't have to be the one that's like, yeah, like a martyr, you know? Right. Yeah. Unnecessary. Well, great book recommendation, Tay. I really, yeah. really love that. It's so good. Again, if you can listen to it, I really recommend it. This is like the perfect audiobook to listen to while you are taking your daily walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now I'll just picture it. this. All these ideas are just floating, you know, invisibly floating around everybody. And you just gotta, <laughs> gotta catch them. You just gotta, gotta catch them. Gotta catch them. <laughs> um, we have an awesome iTunes review of the episode. I, I saw this one on iTunes and just it made my day. So this is from Olivia Marie 808. Um, she says, My favorite podcast. I love this podcast so much. My friend introduced me to it last year and I got totally hooked after my first listen. Thank you to the girls for always making me laugh and for being so real about everything. Listening to this podcast is often the highlight of my week and gets me through long drives. Thank you, Delaney, Delaney Taylor, and Kelsey. Oh, oh thank you, Olivia. Oh, thank guys. you for taking time to write that out. I've That's really so nice. So nice. Thank yeah. You. We're about to, as of today recording this, we're about to crack 2,000 ratings. We're at 1,990. Oh so, my gosh. Yay. if you haven't yet, Remember, take a second, go leave us a five-star rating on uh, iTunes. It's one click. If you got yeah. a little more time, leave us a sweet review and you can uh, have it read on the show. So cool. Love it. Yeah. We have Shall some segments. We, uh, yeah. Get into yeah. it. What do you guys got? Have I, have I talked about my green screen yet? <laughs> because Now's that's, my, <laughs> that's my treat yourself. Um, this green screen came in the mail. I mean, it must have come three days ago. It feels like it's been a part of my life yeah forever <laughs> i mean i can't believe i ever lived with that. New baby <laughs> it is so fun um when we first got it i was like it's way too big and i can't believe that it's that big um but it's like it's so fun it makes zoom calls look really cool you can put <laughs> stuff behind you and it makes you feel like you're someplace else. <laughs> and I figured out in iMovie how to like put stuff behind us and like we like can take dumb pictures in front of it and then put whatever we want. It's like that's fun. It's that's awesome. So fun. What I a mean, great investment. Such yeah. a great investment. I mean, and like there were even cheaper. I think this one was like a hundred bucks and it's massive. Like 
I could have gotten a smaller one, I think for like 25, like it's, it's not a huge investment. Um, also I read online that it doesn't even need to be like a bright green screen. You could do like light gray or, or something else, other colors if you wanted. Um, because like, if you are filming stuff in your apartment right now, just like for online content and videos and mm-hmm. self tapes and whatnot, like it just gets so tough. I also got a ring light, uh, in a, with like a tripod for my phone. Cause I, you know, I'm just trying to lean into it right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my treat That's yourself. Great. Those are great. Treat yourselves for a create, you know, a creativity episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like you're using those tools to enhance your creative experience, if you will, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm I'm terrified of making videos for the internet. I'm terrified of doing sketches, but we're doing it. We're we're leaning in, doing yeah. it. Cows, what you got, girl? So as we touched on earlier, I caved and I joined Cameo. Which oh yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> if if you listeners don't know, it's basically it's kind of like a Patreon, but just for personal videos. Mm-hmm. Like you know how we have Patreon for self helpless, where it's like where we put bonus episodes and other content where you can pay um like a subscription fee to get it so with cameo it's like you can reach out to people that maybe you're a fan of and for whatever like price they've set for themselves you can pay for that person to make you a personalized video like if you want to give your wife a birthday shout out from that person you can have that person record a personal video and send it to you um stuff like that. So Delaney, I know that you, was it for Christmas or for Father's Day or your dad's birthday? What? With Pete Rose. Oh yeah. I got, yeah. I got my dad a a Pete Rose cameo for uh, Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Favorite player of all time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so then like, I mean, it's, it's actually, it's ingenious that you have access to sometimes people's like absolute favorite celebrity in the world or whatever. And that you can surprise them by putting like your phone in front of their face and going, Hey, I have something for you. And then all of a sudden Pete Rose comes on and is like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm not going to, I won't say your dad's name in case you don't want me to say his name, but like, Ron, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, Hey Ron, <laughs> hey Ron, Pete Rose here. And then cue your dad shitting his pants that exactly. like his favorite great. baseball player of all time is now sending him a personal video. So, yeah, um, it's great. Anyway, uh, I, Cameo had like reached out for a while and I kind of had said like, no, no, no. And I know that they'd reach out to you guys as well. Um, but they reached out again and said like, obviously with the financial hardship that comedians are experiencing, a lot of comedians who maybe have said no in the past are now signing up. And I went to their website and I could not believe how many comedians are on Cameo. Like people who I would have assumed would be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like that's (laughs) like who? Like, I mean, I won't, I don't want to like name names on here, but I'll tell you afterwards. Oh, okay. Just like yeah. the type of people, I guess in my mind, I always think of like New York comics in particular as people that are like, I would never do that. Like that's some like cheesy bullshit. Like I'm, I'm not going to yeah. sign up for something like that. And so many people that I would have put in that category are on there and like, and they're asking for like a lot of money. I was like, holy shit, yeah. I would have never guessed. But, um, I signed up yesterday and I've, I've already gotten a few requests, so I'm going to, record them after we're done podcasting and they it's been so like the requests are so fun so far like somebody who's like um like a couple that's been a big fan is asking for a birthday shout out for his wife in two days and like 
somebody has like wants like a foosball video shout out thing um so so far it's been really nice and nobody's been like creepy or weird so (laughs) that's great (laughs) well challenge accepted (laughs) (laughs) stay out of my dms uh yeah i mean and it's another one of those situations where it's like i have nothing to lose like yeah you know worst case is like then nobody signs up and then what i then i don't do it or whatever but like if people want one i'm happy to make one and it's fun to just connect with people right now so yeah i love that that's awesome i love that that's awesome Um, how about you delaney um you know i was trying to think of something like you know that's creative related but um well i just stood up today i did my first ever like solo facebook live type of like presentation thing for a really, really cool platform called the mighty, which is a mental health platform. Uh, it was, you know, on their Facebook page. And it's interesting because, um, I wanted to try it to see if I liked it. And I feel like, you know, we've talked a lot, this is, you know, this episode has been a lot about like fear and overcoming fear and, you know, putting yourself out there. And, um, I, I'm still learning about what kind of format I like kind of talking to people in, you know, if that makes sense. It's like, I obviously, like I did stand up for six and a half years and I do have that type of skill set about talking in front of people and everything. But I really, um, I, I really just kind of learned a lot about myself after that. It was nice and fun and everything, but um, I do really love talking just to people like one-on-one Mm -hmm. Um, and I like, you know, uh, when I think about like speaking engagements that I like doing, I do really like kind of Q and a format, uh, type of stuff. And just like having that immediate connection with people versus like, you know, presenting something. And I think that's why a lot of the time doing stand up didn't really connect with me a lot. Um, mm. because I kind of like the interactive, exp- the same reason why I probably wouldn't, um, do like, uh, I probably don't, wouldn't do like a solo podcast ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love talking to you guys and there's, you know, there's somebody else on like the other end sharing the experience back yeah. and forth. And so, yeah, I did that. And it was fun. And I hope the tips were useful for people. Um, and I told myself like, yeah, if I, if I start getting asked to do speaking engagements in some kind at some point with people knowing that I have that kind of background, um, I'll say yes to it and really see like if it connects with me. And so yeah. like I put something out there that um, I don't know if I'll do again, if I'm being honest, I really don't. Mm. Yeah. So it was like, I, I just think it's important for people to know that like, we're always still learning about what we like doing and what we don't like doing. And, and like, you know, our creativity is always evolving in that yeah. respect, you know? Awesome. Yeah. So check it out if you want. That was, uh, that was what I did today. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for listening and we hope you're staying safe out there. Yeah. You guys want to plug any of your, your hot stuff? There's a new Rest of Fury episode (laughs) with, um, with Dr. Drew out and it's a really fun episode. So that's on YouTube. You can search Rest of Fury. It'll pop up and, uh, yeah, excited about that. Oh, and listen, listen to, uh, Sam and I's new podcast. Uh, this is important to me where we show each other our favorite movies that the other person hasn't seen, uh, like most couples do, uh, in the beginning of a relationship where you go, you haven't seen 13 going on 30. (laughs) This is is me, babe. Yeah. Uh, so go check that out. We have like, I think eight episodes up right now or something. 
you know, I nice. love that. And uh, check out uh, the, my thriving artist course. If you're somebody who makes, you know, a product for fun, whether it's baked goods or painting or sculptures or whatever it might be. Uh, it's really exciting to see that people are taking this course during quarantine and like taking advantage of like, you know, the downtime or just trying to like shift, you know, switch gears a little bit. And so you can find that um, at DelaneyFisher.com uh, or on Instagram at Delaney Fisher. If you go to my link in the bio, it'll say Thriving Artist Course. So check it out if you're interested. Nice. All right. Sweet. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.